Hello, I'm Mark Ferguson and this is The Labourless Podcast, now available on iTunes as well as on SoundCloud. Parliament is closing its doors, but we're not without some speaker chicanery from the Tories. And the so-called TV debates kick off tonight, with Miliband and Cameron up against Paxman and a live TV audience with Kay Burley. But not, crucially, each other. With me in the studio, as always, to talk about all of this and much more besides our Labourless staff writers, Maya Goodfellow and Connor Pope, are going to be talking about not just those debates, but also the final days of this Parliament and a little bit about what the election campaign might have in store. So, TV debates tonight, but they're not really TV debates, are they? Maya, I know you're... Filled with it, just palpable excitement in the room. You've already written that you wouldn't really want to watch it unless I was dragooning you into doing it. Has your excitement increased at all over the past few days? No, not really. Um, but maybe it will. Maybe tonight something really exciting is going to happen. But I really don't think so. It's that little tone of voice when someone phrases something as a question, as if it might, <laughs> might make it more likely. Um, yeah, it's, I don't think it's going to be that particularly illuminating, but... I don't know, last time round a lot of people did watch the debates, but this isn't really proper debates tonight, and I think having seven people on stage, which is what next, is that next? That's next, next week, Next yeah. week, um, isn't, also isn't going to be uh, particularly uh, good for you know moving the political conversation along. Um, so no, I'm not excited at all. <laughs> Connor, are you brimming with excitement over there? I am a ray of... Planned when it comes to it. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, and I agree with my uh, certainly about tonight's debate, it's going to be very, very dull, I think. And uh, obviously, most people have probably been listening to this after it's taken place, mm-hmm. but with um, some uh, information drip leaking its way into the public domain about the way it's going to go ahead, it sounds like Ed Miliband won't be on until about half nine, ten o'clock when most people will have stopped watching. Apparently he's opted for a lectern, while David Cameron has opted for a stool. These are the exciting things. <laughs> um, no, well, I, I, I'm in favour of TV debates. I think a one-on-one between Ed Miliband and David Cameron would have been really, really good. That's not what we've got. We've got a boring seven-way debate where we're going to spend 20 minutes on each question uh, and every person will get about 30 seconds to talk about an issue. So I don't think that will be particularly illuminating. What's really interesting is the one that we um, asked our readers about in the weekly survey this week, which on April 16th, uh, which is obviously a few weeks away, Ed Miliband will go on a debate with Nigel Farage, mm-hmm. Leanne Wood, uh, Nicola Sturgeon and Natalie Bennett. Natalie Bennett. That's a dinner party and a half, isn't mm-hmm. it? Um, mm-hmm. But without Nick Clegg or David Cameron being there. Uh, I presumed that everyone would think, that is a very bad idea, possibly just because that is what I think. <laughs> um, but actually, 58% of Labourist readers have said that, yes, that is a good idea. Uh, 25% thought it was a bad idea, and 14% said it was neither a good nor a bad idea. Um, so I thought that was uh, quite an interesting... I know you should never tell people that you think that they're wrong, but I just think it's a... I just think it's a straight up bad idea. It's like walking into a room with load of people who hate you and are going to tell you how awful you are without what is quite often been Labour's big line against a lot of the smaller parties, which is, and I think this is the wrong line, but this is what the party have gone for. Hey, we're not the Tories, 
So, vote for us if you want to beat the Tories yeah. in a debate where that line isn't really going to work. It's a lot harder. I mean, that line isn't going to work, um, and it might not work in Rillaban's favour, uh, you know, considering like the Greens position themselves as to the left of the Labour Party, and obviously UKIP are going to go on and on about immigration. Um, Miliband might struggle with that, but having gone on and on and on at David Cameron week in, week out, saying, oh, you know, he's running scared of these debates, blah, 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 blah. He couldn't have said no. He couldn't, I, I mean, he, yeah, I don't think he could have said, I don't think he could have not been part of those debates. And I think there is also an argument that maybe quite a lot of people won't agree with that uh, if he hadn't signed up to that, he would have been lumped in with Clegg and Cameron. Possibly, that's true, that's true. And I think, you know, he's not going to be able to um, position himself as, like, more anti-establishment than, say, Natalie Bennett. Mm. And maybe that isn't the line that they want to take anyway, but being seen as, like, thrown in with Clegg and Cameron wouldn't have done him any favours, so... Well, it's a, it's a tricky one for Miliband because you've got two choices. You either go on the attack and you mm. say, look, these parties all believe things that I think that you, the British public, fundamentally disagree with. I'm the only sensible... Uh, politician on this stage who can hope to become Prime Minister because I'm the person that represents your views. Or he can try and appeal to, well, look, if you're thinking about voting for the SNP, you're thinking about voting for UK, actually I'm, I'm an alternative. That's very difficult when there are three parties who think they're on the left of the Labour Party and one party that mm. very fundamentally is on the right of the Labour Party mm. to at the same time. Um, but it's going, to be, it's going to be fascinating either way to see the debates. But we're not quite at that campaign stage yet because Parliament still has its last few hours, as we record this, to to go. And there's been a bit of a, an attempted putsch against John Burkow, which has put the Labour Party in the uncomfortable position of having to pull MPs back from their constituencies when campaigns were just getting underway. It's a bit of a dastardly plot, isn't it, Connor? I know, it's, um, it's one of these uh, parliamentary... Like plot things that you, you get from time to time which are all very exciting to insiders and very, very mm. dull to everyone else. Um, especially when it's stuff which is a, about such a process, such as um, the speaker. Um, I mean, most for most people, their only uh, connection to John Burko will uh, be seeing him chair the PMQs every week which I'm not a favour of that style. I, I, I understand some people do like the way that he you know, stands up and will point people out and tell them off mm. for heckling, but actually it irritates me um, quite a lot. But actually he has been a really good um, speaker in lots of ways. He's been a really reformist speaker. He's done a lot about um, opening up Commons jobs to ensure a greater diversity and those kind of things, and, and he's... Uh, Increase the number of urgent questions that are asked. We've seen that again today, in fact, with this. Uh, I'm sure the number of urgent questions today have nothing to do with his desire to push back a debate on his <laughs> But with the revelation that um, uh, Metropolitan Police Special Branch have been spying on Labour MPs, and there's been a debate about that going on already. Um, presumably, this Special Branch are the only people listening to the Labour List podcast. <laughs> Hi, guys. <laughs> Um, but stuff like that has all been very good, and so he has been actually quite a good speaker of the House of Commons. Well, this, this is something I want to touch on, this this story. And it's it's interesting. I've been a bit disappointed, actually, that, that it hasn't 
been a, a bigger story today, the idea that members of Parliament have been spied on by a special branch. It's like something out of a, of a 1980s Chris Mullen novel, isn't it? Um, I mean, I, I saw uh, an old article that somebody linked to on, on Twitter today that uh, was about a letter that Bernie Grant's wife had sent to the police to try and determine whether or not Bernie Grant had ever been under surveillance. And they talked about at these times when terrorist incidents mm. are, are more likely to occur. Bernie Grant died 15 years ago. Mm. I mean, there's, a, there's, a, there's some serious questions, I think, here for the, for the Met Police. And actually, Connor's right, despite being uh, the, the aggro that's likely to be about this Burkow thing, I slightly hope that there's more focus given to the fact that spying on Labour and lefty MPs because they're viewed as subversive is something we should be talking about a bit more. But I just want to add, it wasn't just MPs, uh, allegedly. Mm. Um, you know, anti-racist campaigners, mm. people seeking justice for sons and daughters murdered, mm. um, you know, because, uh, I mean, assumedly because of their skin colour. Uh, it's really serious, really, really serious allegations mm. being made. Um, and the debate that just um, took place, you know, Diane Abbott made this point that... Uh, her involvement with those campaigns and Stephen Lawrence, um, the campaign for justice, was not about trying to undermine democracy, but strengthen democracy for mm. people who feel like they're totally locked out of it. So I think, uh, yeah, there, there are some big questions to be answered on that. Absolutely, absolutely. And also it's it's worth pointing out, although I'm sure this is a coincidence, that these investigations were launched under a Tory government, and as far as I can tell, <laughs> no Tory MPs were investigated. <laughs> Who was it who said the enemy within again? Well, as it's debate week this week and we don't want to bang on too much about the debates when some of you might have actually watched them by the time you listen to this podcast, that's all we've got for this week on the Labour List podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much to Connor and Maya. And we'll be back next week with a review of this first debate and also a look ahead to the second seven-way disaster area debate (laughs) that looks certain to come next week. Thanks very much, everyone. Goodbye.